I'm Anya, the Twilight newbie. I'm Delisha, the Twilight stan, and welcome to Fang Girl Suck, a podcast dedicated to the Twilight fandom. So let's jump right into it. We left off right when Edward was about to expose himself. Sounds like makes him sound like a flasher. <laughs> expose, <laughs> expose. Expose himself to Bella about what he meant when he said like about the sun when yeah. chapter 13 starts. Um, mm-hmm. So he steps out into the sunlight and Bella is in awe. I don't really understood why he had like to take off his shirt. I'm like, wouldn't you have just seen it? Or not take off his shirt, but like, (laughs) unbutton his shirt. You know what I imagined? What? Yeah, you know what I imagined? Like, I I don't even know where the movie is from or something, but I imagined him like, just like taking off his shirt, his button shirt or whatever, and then just like having his arms like straight out like a cross. And then like the wind blowing on him. That's what I imagined. That's what you imagined when you read it? I I didn't understand. I like, I just kind of thought like, when I pictured it in my head, both times when I read it first and then reading it again as an Mm. adult, I thought it was kind of like, he's kind of, he ran away from her in the last like chapter 12. And, like, she can't really mm. see him. Only, like, the shadowy outline of his body as he, like, hides amongst the trees. And then I kind of imagined yeah. him, like, stepping out. But, like, kind of looking oh, yeah. down. I feel like <laughs> it, that would have been, like, way dramatic. Like, you know what I mean? When someone steps out from the shadows. Yeah. Um, but I didn't understand. Okay, mine was, yeah, mine's very different. <laughs> I didn't understand why he had his shirt unbuttoned. Like, if you're wearing short sleeves, wouldn't it, I guess, for a dramatic effect. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously it doesn't make sense in the real world, but maybe he was just trying to be Edward yeah. and add a, a little A little spice. flair, yeah. A little, mm. <laughs> So she was afraid um, that he would disappear because he looked too beautiful to be real. Her words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, taking his time to, like, step out into the field. He's very, mm-hmm. I guess, nervous. Um, I thought that was kind yeah. of, like, very relatable in the sense that, like, you're being vulnerable with somebody for the first time yeah. in a relationship. And then mm-hmm. he, he doesn't know whether he, he she, Bella, is going to, like, accept yeah. him or reject him. Because mm-hmm. all the way up until this point, she knows what she knows about him. She hasn't seen the side of him yet. So he's afraid that he, she might reject him at this point, which is relatable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're putting yourself out there. Albeit in a very weird way. <laughs> I don't think anybody has a, yes, very weird. had a situation like this before, but it was relatable mm-hmm. in the sense that he was being vulnerable, which I thought was, aw. So he comes out into the meadow. Um, he's trying to gauge her reaction, I guess, because she never reacts in the way that she's supposed to. Right. <laughs> and she's finding him so beautiful that she can't even believe that this is true. I know. Could you imagine, though, just, like, you're just frozen because this person's so beautiful? I don't think... I don't know. Okay, it's never I, happened to me. I've seen people who are so beautiful makes me do a double take, but not so beautiful to the sense of, like, am I dreaming? Yeah. <laughs> or is yeah, this, like, not yeah. real? You know, knock on wood. Hopefully I'm not, like, dumbstruck like that ever in my life, but... No, I know. <laughs> I feel like that'd be really strange. Yeah, especially for the other person. Like, why is she staring at me? Like, why is she just standing there? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. They're just kind of like in the meadow, like laying there. Yeah, being with one another. Laying there, um, they're being a little touchy, touchy. Mm-hmm, a little <laughs> like he's sitting next to her, and mm-hmm. like she's drawn towards him. 
Like, everything about Mm -hmm. him is drawing her in. And I think he makes that comment. He's just like, oh, my voice, my face. I'm like, okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He calls himself a predator. Yeah, my, what did he say? The most seductive predator? He's like, everything about, yeah, yeah, he's the best predator. Everything about him invites her in. And yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, and then he kind of like flips the switch. I guess mm-hmm. at this point, because we've seen it before, Edward's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Exasperated, like not really mm-hmm. all the way accepting of his, the fact that he's not human anymore. And he's yeah. like, oh, like I need any of that. Like, like you could outrun me. Like you could fight me off. Like yeah. this is too much. Like everything that about me that draws you in is too much. It's overkill. Yeah. And then he goes and like rips right. the branch off of a tree. <laughs> and I'm like, what was that about? <laughs> That's so dramatic. Yeah, I think he was being very dramatic there. So dramatic. He's very melodramatic. I think the both of them kind of yeah. are. And as the series goes on, you'll see that very. too. Um, yeah. So he finally settles down. I think Bella's a little scared at this point, which good. You need to be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the, I'd be scared. <laughs> she needs to be scared. Like, she's never... Like we said before, her reactions are like, sis... Have some mm-hmm, common sense. Exactly. <laughs> Please. <I beg. laughs> yeah. And he's trying to tell her, after he calms down a bit, he's trying to tell her, like, I'll never hurt you. And I've kind of made up my, my mind at this point that I'm not going to hurt you. I think when he was taking her to the meadow, he wasn't sure if he was going to let her live or not. Really? I think, like... Like he's going to eat her? <laughs> not you saying eat. <laughs> Like, well, you, like, her drink blood. her blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's still eating for them. Yeah. So I think he was, like, debating whether or not he was going to eat. Like, he, I think he didn't want to eat her, of course, or suck her blood mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say in this case. But I feel yeah. like he didn't have that control altogether there yet. Yeah, I think he wasn't all the way there in which direction it was going to mm-hmm. go until he said... Like, he made up his mind that he wasn't going to hurt her. I feel like it would have been a very different book if he did. Probably very different. So, he's asking her at this point if she's afraid. And I think what Mm -hmm. she's afraid of is that how much she wants to be with him. Like, she likes him, like before, she said a little too much. Yeah, because obviously she's mm-hmm. not going to outlive him. <laughs> exactly. I think that's the thing that he she keeps on like thinking about in the back of her mind. Yeah. And then he was saying, again, kind of going back to that conversation that they had in the calf, that mm-hmm. he would leave if he, would, if he needed to. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he says that he understands that he should have left like a long time ago, but he doesn't want to leave because of his feelings, of course. They're both in their fifis. Mm-hmm. So is this, a, is this a point where he says that the way that he wants her is kind of like her, like, craving? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. She, he says, oh, you are like my own brand of heroin. Which again, mm-hmm. melodramatic, <laughs> melodramatic. But yeah. he didn't get there right away. He said, first he said like... He's talking about like, Ice cream flavors. Ice cream flavors first. And then he was talking about alcohol addiction. And I guess either of those could not suffice enough. He's just like, no, this addiction or this obsession is even more than that. It's like a it's like a heroin addiction. Like that's how much I need (laughs) or need to be around you. Yeah. I don't know how I would feel if someone said that to me, to be honest. I feel like it's a little strong. 
But then again, is it? Yeah. If I guess if the guy that you are actually into, not like some creep, but like the guy that you're actually into, said that to you, would you be? Yes. As like, would you be turned off, or would you be like, oh, this is okay? Um, <laughs> I will say this. If it was Tom Holland who said that, I would be all in. I'd be like, okay, (laughs) let's go. Let's get her done. (laughs) Something realistic, please. (laughs) If it wasn't Tom Holland, it was a guy you had a crush on. No. No, as in it would be creepy, or no, as in like it wouldn't be creepy to you? Oh, no, as I mean, so it would be creepy to me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, this is a little weird. Like, I don't know what kind of fetishes you're into, but I don't think I'm into them. <laughs> I think she asked him, like, has it has there been any situation in your family or from what you've seen or observed mm-hmm. so far? Has anybody yeah. experienced this need or this scent? Because it's like her smell that's yeah. been making him go mad uh, mm-hmm. the way that you have with me. And he says... Uh, that Emmett experienced it twice. Mm. Jasper, maybe once, like a little bit. Some people smell a little bit more delicious than others, but not like to this right. <laughs> extent. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Edward never, never before Bella has he experienced anything like this, mm-hmm. a scent like that. So uh, she asked him, in those cases, uh, did they like sur- succumb to that kind of need? I think he said, mm-hmm. he did say that Emmett fell off the wagon, ate someone, or sucked their blood, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Jasper, Jasper had a very different life before he became family with the Cullen, so he's mm-hmm. he's eating people before, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so Edward was saying, he's kind of explaining, remember when we talked about the biology scene and that extreme reaction he had? Yeah. So he basically explains exactly. the extreme yeah. reaction to her of what he, like her scent when she came into the room in biology class that day. And then mm. he was saying, if you had known how I wanted to, like, jump up and, like, basically slaughter everybody in that room. But. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> there would have been too many witnesses, obviously. <laughs> or not too many witnesses. Uh, too many people left behind. Because I don't think he would have left anybody. Yeah. You know? See? Yeah, but he was also saying, like, how he was thinking of so many ways to. Like, he uses the word lore. Yeah, that Bella. was that was a little creepy. Like, yeah. to get her alone. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, girlfriend, let's get out of here. But, like, what <laughs> other word would you use? Because that's essentially what he was trying to do. I think that's weird in the like, way. That's the thing. Like, it's weird yeah. in general. It's weird in the way because now they're in, like, basically a courtship or a relationship. And then he's using the word yeah. lure with her as in, I was going to take you away. And then he said, it would have been easy. Like, you would not have said no. Sir, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> he talks about her, um, like, when they got to, uh, he was trying to switch out of the classes now. And she came into yeah. the room. And then again, he was like, okay, I could mm-hmm. slaughter everybody in this room. Her and this one other person here. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the, one of the things that kind of, like, helped him not uh, do that, slaughter everybody, was, like, the fact of his family and being kind of, like, mm-hmm. disappointing his family and making them have to move and, like, when they were just, you know, getting accustomed to living in Forks and disappointing his mom and yeah. his dad. I'm like, that was so cute. I'm like, oh, disappointing mom and dad, even though yeah. that's not really his parents. But, like, you know, parents, but not really his parents. But still his, yeah, family. his family. Yeah. His chosen family. So he was saying he was trying to force himself not to, like, wait and follow her. And I guess yeah. that day when um, he had that extreme reaction, he left, took a car, took his dad's car, 
and like went straight to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And he was kind yeah. of put off by himself thinking like this one tiny human insignificant girl is making me react like this. And like mm-hmm. I should have better what's the word? Control over yeah. his emotions or his nature, I guess, his very nature. Even though how are you gonna control yeah. how are you gonna control yourself like that? If that's your nature, like you're a vampire, it's in your nature to do that. Wouldn't it have been ah, uh, whatever. But still. It's hard. Exactly. It's hard to to do something like that. So I mean I give him credit, you know, for coming back mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> so he was saying he hunted more and he like fed more before like coming back deciding to come back and see Bella again because mm-hmm. he wanted to be normal. He wanted to prove to himself that he could be in control. And I think that's one of the mm-hmm. things that you can kind of, even when he's being problematic, you can see yeah. the fight within himself to be more human and, like, treat others with humanity and not kill everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's why he was being so normal around mm-hmm. Trying her, to too, be normal. Because yeah. she kind of wanted him... I wanted her to forget, like, how he acted, which is why I remember when reading it, like, Bella was like, why is he being, like, normal Yeah, why is he acting? Like, it's like, it never Mm -hmm. happened. So that explains the biology scene. That explains, like, the 180 that he did, like, being so drastic and, like, hostile toward her one minute and then Mm -hmm. so nice and kind the next. Or trying to be friendly, at least, the next. Mm -hmm. And so basically during this conversation, he's basically telling Bella how much, like, she means to him and how her scent is really too much to handle um he literally says her name like he calls her isabella sometimes i forget her name is isabella you can never hurt her <laughs> i do too she doesn't seem like an isabella yeah. to me he said isabella and i'm like who's that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but he's basically saying like that um he's the most she's the most important thing to him and then she's like oh yeah i'd rather die than be away from you and blah 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 oh, i'm girl. like oh bella like stop. <laughs> <laughs> just a tad just a tad yeah. <laughs> so at this point they're kind of like wrapping up their conversation like it's getting i think he mm-hmm. he says something like oh you need to be home now and then she said i thought you couldn't read my thoughts and he says they're getting a little clearer and so mm. they get up, and then Edward shows Bella, like, how he travels through the forest, and he tells her to, like, <laughs> get on his back, like, for a piggyback ride, essentially. And then they go yeah. flying through the forest like a bullet. He bolts. Oh, I think we should know. No, the funny thing that she said before is, like, do you, are you going to turn into a bat right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he laughs so hard. He's just like, like, I haven't heard that one before, which I thought, you know, that was cute. A little banter. Yeah, it was cute. So they get back to the car, and at this point, she's, like, dizzy, and he's telling her, like, you know, just take a seat, put your head between <laughs> your legs, like, relax. Yeah. And then I feel like this is where he's doing, like, that dazzling thing again. So he gets them on the ground next to her, and mm-hmm. he puts, he kisses yeah. her. He initiates the kiss. <laughs> Finally, after 13 <laughs> chapters, he initiates the kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, talk about drawing it out. And mm-hmm. we expect, like, I guess the reader for the first time would expect that maybe Edward would lose control, but it's Bella that turns around and loses control. Bella. And she starts yeah. going crazy and, like, well, not crazy, but, like, she reaches out to him and, like, puts her fingers through his hair and, like, trying to kiss him, like, deeper. And he has to, like... She's getting, like, the more aggressive. <laughs> yeah, the aggressive. You would think she's the vampire <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And he has to kind of, like, shove her and, like, not shove her, but, like, you know 
push her aside and be like, okay. Like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a kiss. Relax. I mean, I don't know sure if I had a kiss that's, like, been life-changing or, like, so much. Like, you've been in that kind of situation no. where you're like, okay, this is this is it. But mm. Edward ends up driving her home. And from there, we mm. kind of get into uh, talking about, like, his family backstory here. Yeah. What did you think about that scene? Or in the car, chapter 14? Um, per- yeah, personally, like, I totally understand, like, the point of, like, telling us about, like, where his family came from and their little backstory. But to be honest, for me, it was just a little, like, eh. Like, it wasn't super exciting, you mm-hmm. know? Because after that exciting scene, exciting chapter, I was like, oh, okay, well, now it's kind of, Lulling like, again. just regular mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah, so it wasn't my favorite chapter, but... um, I think out of all... And you don't get it in Twilight, but you'll get it, like, later on in the series. Out of all of the Cullens, mm-hmm. Rosalie is my favorite backstory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when we get to it, you'll see why. <laughs> okay. I don't think he, he mentioned Rosalie. No, he doesn't yet. mention Rosalie in, in Twilight. Yeah. Just um, mm-hmm. Carlisle and his brothers. So they get home and Edward opens the door for Bella and Bella's like, oh, like, was it unlocked? And he's like, no, there was a key. Was it under the carpet or yeah, something? Yeah, it was like under the carpet found? or whatever. Like, you know where they hide keys in simple places. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, that's weird. And basically he tells her that he's been coming to her house almost every night and just watches her sleep. (laughs) Again, I'm like very, the first time I read it as a child, or like 12, 13, that didn't really phase me. And I don't know why that didn't phase me. And I'm like, that's not normal. But again, I had never been in any type of relationship, any type of like situation with like another person like yeah. have, like dating goals so mm-hmm. when he said that out loud i'm like okay yep that's normal <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and he's clearly there for a long time considering he knows that she talks in her sleep mm-hmm. so it's like bro <laughs> as they're having a conversation i think it's edward who um like has a feeling that charlie's coming so like he has to dash out of there um, and so Charlie's back and like, you know, little Charlie trying to make conversation with Bella. I feel like Charlie tries so hard uh, to like be a good father he does. and he yeah. deserves more. <laughs> he deserves more quality time. He deserves more like interactions yeah. with his daughter at this point. Cause I feel like sometimes they just like yeah. are two passing ships in the night where they just kind of do their mm-hmm. own thing. And I feel like that's fine. Cause that's the relationship. Yeah. But I feel like Charlie deserves more. I feel like it's not easy for mm-hmm. him, but he definitely tries. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know. So he's asking Bella how her day was and blah, blah, blah. And he um, he asks her if, like, uh, any boys have caught her eye. And he suggests Mike. Mike? Jeez. We're over Mike. <laughs> and, like that? We're over Mike. <laughs> Mike is not a thing. We do not yeah, stand. <laughs> yeah. And Bella's like that. They're just friends. And at this point... Um, Bella's really seems like she really wants to just leave that conversation Mm -hmm. and it sounds it seems like Charlie is starting to be a little more observant about that like why uh yeah so she basically leaves goes in her room um and then she's like she has this feeling and then she's like Edward and Edward is there lo and behold (laughs) just kind of turns around and is there and like 
gives her like a startle and they're in her room at this point mm-hmm. and what do they talk about before they get into a little bounce you go on like the pg-13 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, honestly, I feel like it doesn't matter at this point. I think what really matters is like the fact that they were kissing, or like not kissing, but like all over each other. They were, yeah, they were all over each other <laughs> at this point. And then I think that's when she wants to like get herself together because, um, you know, we didn't mention, but like she just had lasagna, so she wants to get that lasagna breath out of okay. her and shower. I have a question, <laughs> or like. An observation. Okay. So when I first read this and she was saying like, oh, I need a human moment. She kept on saying, I need a human moment. I'm just like, does she ever mm. shit? No. <laughs> Nowhere did she mention. I guess In the four books, did she ever take a shit in front of Edward? Like, they're so like sometimes inseparable. I'm just like, what does she need to take a shit? Mm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, I don't know. That heightened <laughs> sense of smell. Jesus Christ, I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> Oh my, stop, ew, get out. <laughs> but yeah, so she gets she gets herself together, goes down to say goodnight to her dad so that uh, he can see that she's like showered and not trying to sneak out and stuff. And she goes back and um, Edward's, they're talking and she's basically saying like how, um, oh, Charlie just thinks I'm sneaking out because she's a little overexcited. And then this is when they start to get touchy-touchy again. <laughs> Still PG touchy-touchy, yeah. but, you know, touchy-touchy. Okay. <laughs> so Bella makes this comment about she's never seen him so optimistic. And I feel like that's true. In the last, like, 13 chapters before... He's been very, like, brooding, very to himself, very, like, self-deprecating almost. And he Mm -hmm. says the comments, like, isn't this what it's supposed to be like? The glory of first love. And I thought, aw, that's cute. Cute. (laughs) By the end of this chapter, um, she doesn't want him to leave. And he's saying, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll stay if you want me to stay. And he's kind of, like, that's double meaning, like, for however long that you'll want me, I'll stay. Yeah, and that kind of how it transitions into the next chapter. So she wakes up and she's happy to see that Edward still stayed. I think she's too overexcited when she sees. <laughs> I think she booked herself that she knew that she was too overexcited because she's like Edward, and then she like flung herself at yeah. him, and then she's like, "Oh, should was that too yeah. much?" <laughs> yeah, and then this is also when Edward goes back to like her dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, wait. Okay, so Edward stayed. He left, and then he, he came back and stayed, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then this is when he, he tells Bella, basically, that he was, like, listening to her, like, talking in her sleep. Mm-hmm. And basically, in her sleep, apparently, she says that she loved him. And he says, like, you know, it was nice to hear, even though I already knew that. Which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah, she said you already knew that. And then he said, well, it's still nice to hear. And then yeah. um, Bella thought, she's like, she said out loud, like, I thought that I had been dreaming. And then he mm-hmm. makes this comment that says, you're not that creative. So for me, when I read that line, <laughs> I, you yeah. know, so the, like, for a first time reader, you think it's like a little bit of banter yeah. and it's like a little bit of mm-hmm. cute back and forth. Cute. But yeah. reading it the second time around, knowing what I know now about the franchise or the series, mm-hmm. I think Stephanie mm-hmm. Meyer was kind of like joking about herself in this line. Oh, really? Yeah, because chapter 13 was... Um, 
there would be no Twilight without chapter 13. So chapter 13 was this dream sequence that she had. And that's how she came mm-hmm. up with Twilight. It was mm-hmm. essentially a dream. So when Bella makes a comment, I thought I was dreaming. I feel like Edward was her talking back to herself saying, you're not that creative <laughs> to be, right. to have such a dream like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then so Bella is basically saying to him again, you know, I love you. And Edward is like, you are my life now. <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a lot but at the same time like he's it's a vampire cute, but it's a lot yeah. yeah as a vampire he has no other life like he's lived like as he said he's been 17 for a while now so what has been mm-hmm. a life for him everybody else mm-hmm. in his family is all partnered up and he's the only one that hasn't been partnered up for like over a mm-hmm. hundred years yeah which is crazy mm. so they kind and of so uh, go ahead go go no you go no you go <laughs> Okay, at this point, Edward basically tells Bella that uh, she wants her to meet his family. And he also says that he wants Bella to introduce him to Charlie as her boyfriend because he's like, oh, isn't that what? You know, isn't that customary? customary. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Bella's like, oh, like, I'll want you forever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, I think that's where he makes the comment, like, for as long as you'll have me. And then she said, yeah, I'll always want you. you. I'll, I'll want you forever. I'm like, girl, that's mm-hmm. a big statement to make. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. Um, So she goes to get ready, and she definitely doesn't have anything to wear because she decides on wearing this long khaki skirt and a blue blouse that uh, Edward once complimented. So she's like, oh, maybe, you know, yeah. this is a good outfit. Okay. Girl, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that look is just so ugly. I can just so picture ugly. it. <laughs> Like a brown skirt, like girl. That outfit sounded no. so ugly. I remember I was reading it too. I thought I didn't think you're gonna say it, but I'm like, no, this outfit sounds ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. You only wear a blouse because he likes it. Like, girl, he's probably just being nice. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it's not cute. I'm like, what else does she really bring with her to Forks? Like, she wasn't expecting. You know, something like this. She doesn't even have, like, a sundress or something. Or, it's like, cold. <laughs> okay, wear a jacket and some leggings. <laughs> Honestly, she was saying a long khaki skirt. I'm just like, when she said long, I'm like, no, this is not cute. Yeah, if I was, was immediately like, like, yeah. A short if she cut little, it, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. A short little skirt. And even a blue blouse, but, like, a white blouse and, like, one of those cute little blue, like, yeah, after there's like a white little bl- you know? button yeah. blouse and then a cute little like maybe like cardigan, a cardigan or, or a neck, yeah, yeah, jacket, sweater. This yeah, has yeah. become a fashion podcast, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, the, the outfit sounded ugly. Yeah, I immediately was like, "This is just like no, no. this is disgraced fashion." <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, and then so she goes downstairs. Edward compliments her outfit. You're lying. You're lying. Her. <laughs> And then she faints. This girl faints after he kisses her. Honestly, you, that was giving me. me. Is it the same aggressive Bella, like the first right? kiss, and now she faints? This was giving me very, like, Bridgerton, like, Regency, like, <laughs> um, whatchamacallit, heroine, where they get like, their first kiss. They're like, oh, she swooned. Yes. And she, like, fainted. In the season. Fainted dead way. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Girl, get a hold of yourself. I know. Okay, you go. Okay, you go. No, you go. <laughs> so, um, he takes her to his house, 
and they're driving, driving, mm-hmm. driving. Um, all the houses getting are getting bigger as they're like driving and more farther apart. I'm like, that's what mm-hmm. when you start to see that, like the houses start getting farther apart and they get bigger. I'm like, money. You pick the good one. Yeah. Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had a lot of time to like acquire wealth, so. Yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> so um, they come in. I think in the movie he opens the door for her, but in this in this scene, I don't think he opened the door. Did he open the door for her? She got out of the car. Uh, I don't know. I, so. I was gonna say that's cute, <laughs> but I don't think that happened. Oh. And he gets inside, yeah. and who's there? First, it's like Carlisle and Esme that she gets introduced. And Esme, yeah, these two first. Um, mm-hmm. they're very like trying to like be more human they're not trying to move too fast and approach her too fast before it scares her mm-hmm. um who is introduced next alice and then um alice and jasper, jasper come next yeah alice is very like oh my gosh Happy. my best friend's here yeah. and she like bounces down the st- yeah. and she like comes and approaches her and gives her a hug and everybody's like uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the atmosphere gets a little tense in that moment and i think Jasper, his his powers are that he can like ease emotions and like manipulate mm-hmm. emotions, like kind of like form together ties and break ties. Mm-hmm. So while everybody's getting all tense because like uh, Alice kind of like was doing too much, we're not doing too much. We're mm-hmm. like Alice, so he kind of eased everybody's emotions and made them all calm and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're coming into the house. She's. All that pleasantry. I like your home. It's nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. And so they see a piano at this point. Or Bella sees the piano at this point. And she's kind of like reminiscing Mm -hmm. about like her mom back home. And how her mom used to play. And I think Esme asks her, do you play? And then she's like, Mm -hmm. no. Um, No. Okay. I think okay. you said, um, but she does play. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wasn't she making the comment that her mom played? Maybe No, her mom was trying to force her to take lessons, and then she wanted to quit oh. before she could really go anywhere yeah. with it. Oh, okay. But Bella didn't know that Edward played. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she makes this comment, <laughs> and it made me laugh because um, she's like, oh, it's basically Edward's piano. Edward plays. Mm-hmm. That's what Esme said to her. Yeah. And then Belle's like, kind of like matter of factly, like, oh, that makes sense. And then she turns and she says, Edward can do everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Esme's just like to Edward, she's like, I hope you haven't been showing off again. Like, it's very rude. And I'm like, yeah, Belle, yeah, that was yeah. so mother son, even though, like, they're a family, but they're not related, like, not by blood ish. Um, and but they've so been a family like, forever, so I don't really consider the blood thing, like, yeah you're right you're right you're no you're completely right yeah (laughs) but i felt like it was very cute like the whole kind of like mother son type of dynamic interaction yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then she was saying well go play for her Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he's like mom i thought you just said it was was rude yeah and so he goes and he plays and i think he plays one song Mm -hmm. and then he plays another which he wrote for her at this point, um, everybody kind of, like, left the room to kind of give them privacy. Mm-hmm. And what kind of, what is, what's the conversation that they're having? 
Because I feel like I just remember the piano playing um, point. Yeah, so I think um, it was along the lines with uh, everyone's gone, and I think she asks uh, why Rosalie and Emmett weren't there. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then this is when Edward kind of explains that, like, Rosalie is jealous of the fact that Bella's human. Um, but Edward's like, don't worry, like, she'll come around. And Emmett obviously, oh, Emmett thinks that Bella's weird, but he doesn't have, like, a personal problem with her. So. That Ed, that yeah. Bella's weird or Edward's weird? Bella's weird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then, because that's basically his wife. He gets to side with his wife anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he gives her, like, the tour of the house. Mm-hmm. And um, this part you were saying you didn't really care too much about. No, yeah, the backstory. So, yeah, so, like, he's basically telling Bella about Carlisle because she sees a cross, um, and uh, I I don't remember where it was, but it was in a significant part of the house, and he says that it belonged to Carlisle's father and Mm -hmm. basically tells her how he became a vampire and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I wasn't super engaged into that, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously it needs to be in the story but i guess because like i have we haven't had much interaction with any of the family members yet so Mm -hmm. for me like to hear this backstory it's like yeah like obviously it needs to be told at some point but i feel like i would have rather had them telling it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so instead of like telling it i was gonna say something to that because um i see what you mean about like them telling their own backstory mm-hmm. but i feel like in this case where they're vampires and she's meeting them for the first time there's not yeah. going to be a, a, an instance where they're all sitting around the table you yeah, know I having know. <laughs> that type of like banter so tell me about yourself how did you guys meet blah 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 yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard <laughs> so he's he has to be the voice to kind of like offer that little bit of information about the others even though the others are not going to be the ones to kind of st- stand around and inhale her intoxicating scent yeah, because, you know, exactly. Things go left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So then Bella just has more questions, and then that's kind of where the chapter ends, where Edward mm-hmm. uh, continues to lead her into the house. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, you can start this one. Okay, but before we get into that, so what did you think of these three chapters? As a oh. reader, um, I thought it was they were good. I definitely like chapter thirteen the most. Mm-hmm. Well, chapter um, 13 is iconic yeah 14 was like it's a little strange but it was still nice and then 15 was like it's all right <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a segment of the show where we get into what this vibe we are still on edward uh mm-hmm. but this time we're going to talk about <laughs> uh the last three chapters him watching her sleep and this kind of like jealousy or maybe yeah. like control or obsessiveness that he has with bella at this mm-hmm. point so, in one instance, one instance in the last uh, three chapters, Edward admitted that he basically watches Bella as she sleep, and yeah. he admits that unprovoked. <laughs> and trespasses <laughs> her house. <laughs> yeah, and breaks into her house one time with permission, and then the other times, of course, not with permission. Yo, that's um, creepy, man. <laughs> and she says that like she's trying to control her reaction. She knows that she should be like offended, but she's not phased, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like please that he breaks yeah. into her house and watches yeah her it's like i feel night. like she thinks it's this form of flattery but and like, like i said before <laughs> when i first read it i was not phased and that is concerning <laughs> yeah so when i first read it as a child i find it concerning that i was not phased <laughs> as well 
And I'm like, I should be reading it a second time around. I'm like, why was I not phased? This is very much an invasion of privacy. It's very stalkerish, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, it only like, I feel like at the time, the reason why we were not phased by this is because he's hot. Like, he's supposed to be hot. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> right? So like, bad, if he was, like, yes, some criminal mice looking creep, like, you'd yeah. be like, get out of my house. Yeah. In Chapter 13, Edward kind of explains uh, how he got jealous when Mike asked her to the dance. So he would, like, listen to other people's conversations so that he could mm. figure out, like, how she felt. So, like, what do you think about this? Like, someone's so obsessed with... At this point, Edward doesn't even know Bella. And he's in a way so obsessed with what, like, she thinks of him in this sense. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's getting jealous. But why are you getting jealous over a girl that you don't even know? You know? Yeah. (laughs) I think it was that period of time where, like, after the accident, he stopped talking to her. Yeah. And I'm like, you willingly made that choice to stop talking to her. Like, she said she wasn't going to um expose your secret or like she wasn't going to say anything to anybody about the situation yeah but for to protect yourself and to protect your family you stop talking to her Mm -hmm. now if you stop i guess he was trying to like listen first to maybe see if she would say anything to anybody about her suspicions about edward Mm -hmm. and that's why he was like obsessively going through people's thoughts but then at this i think at the same time he also wanted to know more about her or, like, about what she was thinking of him. Right. And her family. Mm-hmm. Sorry, his family. And he was, like, searching everybody's thoughts about her. And I feel like if you made that choice at that point to, like, separate yourself from her, then you shouldn't be the one to, like, constantly be looking through people's thoughts about yeah. her. Like, yeah. you left or you you took yourself out of the situation at that point. It wasn't mm-hmm. when they finally started talking after the date and she was kind of giving him permission to, like, you're not going to like what you hear kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, At that point, I agree. Mm-hmm. There was no relationship. There was no friendship established. And exactly. he was, like, obsessively looking for everybody's thoughts on her. Whereas mm-hmm. after the date, there was kind of, like, an understanding that, like, you, you're going to hear what you're going to hear and you might not mm-hmm. like what you hear. Yeah. But there was more of, a like, a permission or an allowance at that point. Because he can't yeah, help Yeah, it's a little obsessive. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So do we think that he passes the vibe check? <laughs> uh, I don't think he passes the vibe check. No. What, <laughs> I have, the question is, like, at some point, like, should the rules of dating apply to him since he isn't human? Like, we're not, one person's human in this relationship and one person isn't. Yeah, and but, I like, guess, the fact that he watches her sleep. Okay, yeah, that's That's creepy. weird. <laughs> regardless. I feel like regardless, that's just weird. Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. He should know, like, human customs at this point anyways. And yeah, he's been around for a, a, a while. That's a no-no. Exactly. He's been around for a while. So. Yeah. So I guess just from that alone does not pass the vibe check. No. I say okay. nay. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to move into our segment of fan culture. Um, and I think I, what I want to talk about first is yeah. chapter 13. I was telling Anya earlier that... Mm-hmm we wouldn't have this pandemonium or like in the early 2000s over Twilight. Yeah. If it wasn't for chapter 13, like Mm -hmm. after reading it, I kind of, for the first time as a kid, 
<laughs> I kind of went crazy and I wanted to like know everything about the story. So I started watching, mm-hmm. like reading interviews and news articles, mm-hmm. blogs, like, you know, um, TV interviews and stuff like that. And one of the reoccurring things that came up in the interviews with Stephanie Meyer was that um, chapter 13 was essentially a dream that she had. Right. She went to bed one night, <laughs> she woke up and she described that she had a dream about a boy that kind of like was in the meadow yeah and his skin was glowing and he was like beyond beautiful and next Mm -hmm. to him was like this pale girl and like they were having a conversation about essentially what we read in chapter 13 Mm -hmm. and she said she woke up from that dream and she had to write it down right and she started writing and she got so engrossed in her writing that she started making up the story that basically became twilight Mm mm-hmm and it was kind of crazy to me that if she had not gone to bed that night and had that dream, mm-hmm. do you think there would have been a Twilight? No. No, yeah. I don't there think There would have been so. no Twilight. Yeah, because I think it's also amazing, too, the fact that she took that one moment from mm-hmm. a dream that, like, sometimes people don't even remember dreams, you know? Yeah. Especially, like, I, I mean, I'm able to remember some dreams pretty vividly. So the fact that she's able to remember that so viv- so vividly and mm. kind of create this whole phenomenon, I think that's, like, incredible. So essentially, if Stephanie Meyer had not had that dream, there would not have been any Twilight. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what do you think would have filled that pop culture hole or like that space yeah. and time if there wasn't if she hadn't had that dream uh i don't think anything would have to be honest because um we haven't really gotten there yet but we mentioned that you know twilight was kind of the shift in like it kind of created this whole fan culture thing especially you know with like ships and everything mm-hmm. um this whole fan fiction like 50 shades would not have been made if there was no twilight exactly which is a huge <laughs> success um so I don't know what would ha- would have happened to be honest because yeah. I think Twilight really changed the the YA game for sure. Yeah. So I think before we were saying that like there's always been like fans and like fan girl culture, mm-hmm. but nothing as so visibly as what Twilight was happening mm-hmm. when it was happening because you know the internet was just kind of coming into its own social mm-hmm. media and whatnot. Um. But I was thinking to myself, like, what other bodies of work, like, really had that aha moment? Yeah. I mean, I did some, like, my like research, and I found uh, Suzanne Collins, who wrote The Hunger Games. She came up with her um, idea when she was, like, browsing on TV. So mm-hmm. she saw, like, people competing in a reality show and then footage of an, the invasion of Iraq. And so mm-hmm. basically she, like, blurred those two together in like this very unsettling way and that's how the book was formed but for Mm -hmm. that i think that's more of like an an epiphany Mm -hmm. rather than what stephanie myers did which was kind of like this like oh my gosh like this huge moment that happened in my dream and now i have to write about it kind of write about it because like for collins it was more so like a led to b and then b led to c which was her seeing the reality tv show her seeing the invasion of Iraq and then the yeah. idea forming together in her head. Mm-hmm. But for Stephanie Meyer, it was basically like a dream. It, it was a dream. And it was like, it, there wasn't that forethought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think she had written before, like she was an author or 
she had maybe written for herself. Yeah. But it wasn't like an idea that she meditated about on. It was something that just came to her mm-hmm. in the dead of night in her head. And like, I kind of find that amazing that for the fact that if she had not had had that dream, if there was no essentially chapter 13, Twilight would not mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. And so many I things think. that came after Twilight that kind of like all of the fan fiction that we've read, all of the kind of like, even on TikTok now, yeah, there are creators that kind of make Twilight themed content mm-hmm. of Fifty Shades of Grey, like you mentioned. Yeah would not exist because she didn't have that dream. So that's all we have for today. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Fangirls Suck. I'm Anya. And I'm Delisha. Sink your teeth into it with us next episode. Mm-hmm.